Welcome to the Super Sentai Brothers. This is episode 31 of The Spy Who Loved Mega Ranger, the internet's best and only podcast dedicated to Denji Sentai Mega Ranger. Every week we watch an episode of the show and we share our thoughts with you, the listener. My name is Matt J. With me as always is my co-host and brother Dave. Dave, how you doing, man? Uh, I'm all right, man. I'm all right. I'm experiencing some stress. We're going back into the uh, the school building soon. Um, that's not That's not great. Don't love but, that, uh, no. Yeah, yeah, you you don't love to see it. You, you don't. You really don't. You really don't. Gosh. But uh, you know, man, I just uh, listen, dude, we've I've done my best. Um, I've done everything. I've stayed super isolated. I did go get myself a full-on like not just like an N95 mask. Like I went and got a respirator. Nice. And yeah, well, I'm, I, uh, as like we mentioned before, um, I'm actually supposed to be getting the first dosage of the vaccine, uh, next week, cause I'm a teacher. And, um, I'm just gonna be wearing that respirator until such time as the vaccine is fully effective. Cause that's uh, what I'm gonna do. Now, Dave, I do have to ask, how much of the, the respirator versus mask decision was fueled by a desire to be safe? And how much yeah. of it was fueled by the fact that you've been playing a lot of Cyberpunk 2077, and it's like I a cool been. Cyberpunk thing. Matt? I mean, you showed me a picture listen, of the thing. Oh, yeah, I did. Listen, man, here, I can say this much honestly. It wasn't a conscious part of the decision-making process. <laughs> was it possibly an unconscious part? I can't, I can't in good faith rule that out. Right I have been playing a lot uh, of well, Cyberpunk case, 2077. I'm having a blast with it. Did not ever think that I would be as much on the side of like the police in a cyberpunk scenario as I have been. Uh, I basically always am on the side of the police and against gangers. But that's because the police can put out a warrant for your arrest and gangers are free loot. Uh, yeah, here's the thing about the police in that game, though. Like... I, I actually consciously never work with the police in Cyberpunk 2077. Like, if I am driving by and they're like, hey, like, there is trouble here. Can you please help? I just keep driving. Um, <laughs> also, because, like, they'll put out a warrant for your arrest. But, like, if you just leave the area, the warrant goes away and, like, n is never mentioned again. Oh, well, it's that's like, good. It's the worst, like... It's the least well-fleshed-out system like that in basically any game I've ever played. And I don't... It's probably not on purpose, but it almost feels like it's on purpose. Where they're like, yeah, I man, actually, there are I feel cops like it, in this world, is. but like they're either bad at their job or don't care. Or like actively <laughs> on the take. So... You know, like, if they see you do a crime, they will chase you until you break line of sight, and then they just stop. Honestly, I assumed that that was intentional because it's cyberpunk, man. <laughs> like, yeah. they're not. <laughs> uh, anyway, that is uh, that is some fun things that we can talk about, Dave. But we're not going to talk about that, Dave. What we're actually going to do... Well, eventually we're going to be talking about episode 31 of Denji Sentai Mega Ranger. Stop it. Out of control guy rail. You might say he's a little off the rails in this one. Yeah, Matt, uh, you could you could say that off the guide rails. That is a, maybe that is a thing. That is a thing that a person could choose to say. Yeah, well, we'll we'll just have to wait and see if I choose to say it. Um, no, Dave. But first, now normally this is when we would be doing our officially award-winning opening segment, the five stars, which, as you know, are shining in the heavens. However, this week, um, we don't have anything to talk about. Not a lot going on, guys. Like, Dave's been playing Cyberpunk, and I've just been working on my house and working overtime at the office. In, well, I mean, the home office. Uh, so that's not a fun thing to talk about. So instead, we are doing our backup opening segment. Has not yet won an award, but, you know, it might. We're hopeful. We're hopeful. The Academy's out. Anyways, this is the top of the tops for your hot dog. And now it's time for Top of the Tops. 
Now, if you haven't heard Top of the Tops before, uh, it's as Matt said, it's our alternate opening segment where we choose a food that one puts toppings on, and we do our top five list, each of the best toppings for that thing. Now, uh, we go we go from the bottom up, so your last the last entry is your is your number one, and uh, Matt. Now, before we get started, I gotta say. If anybody's from Cleveland that listens to this show, uh, I'm, a Polish boy is not on the list. I know the Polish boy is from Cleveland. And I also know that the Polish boy is delicious. The Polish boy, if you're not familiar, is a kielbasa on a white roll with fries, fries, coleslaw, and either barbecue sauce or hot sauce. Some people have strong opinions. I'm agnostic on the matter. But it is a delicious sandwich. Not, And it's always on like, ooh, the best hot dog thing like the iconic hot dog from like this area and for cleveland it's always the polish boy and it drives me nuts because it's not actually a hot dog we just need to admit that cleveland it's a kielbasa it's a sausage but it's not a hot dog and i think we just as a city need to be comfortable with the idea that cleveland doesn't have an iconic hot dog maybe that's something that we should change but we can't keep leaning on the polish boy it's not a hot dog so honorable mention and i do love it but it's not on from, the list. From one from one Cleveland Polish boy to another. Uh, good job, the Polish boy. But you're not on the uh, list. Oh, yeah. This has never come up. Matt and I are actually Polish. So, Dave, what is your uh, number five hot dog topping? So, Matt, my number five, it's a Coney dog. Love a Coney Dave, dog. Number five is, my, is Coney for me as well. It's a great hot dog. Now, I want to specify Coney Dog, not Chili Dog. Not that I don't like a Chili Dog. I do, but it's not on my top five list. The Coney Dog, if somehow you're not familiar, is a... It's a it has nothing to do with Coney Island. It feels like it should, but it doesn't. It's actually from in and around the Cincinnati area, I want to say originally. Um, if it? you've ever had... What is it? Skyline Chili. Skyline Chili is terrible, but it is kind of a Coney dog. But it's like, it's a meat sauce with like brown gravy and spices. It's got like a, sometimes it has like a vaguely, vaguely like Greekish flavor to it. Uh, now I like mine, Coney dog, raw onions. If shredded cheese is available, I will have shredded cheese, but I do not do cheese sauce. How do you feel about mustard? I'm pro mustard. I can I I go either way. It's there a per dog be, situation. Man, there used to be, and this is half the reason uh, I put it on the list. Is there used to be this hot dog place in Cleveland? There was actually a couple of like old school West Side hot dog joints that have, in the last five or so years, either like burned down or closed down. There was one. Well, the most famous, Steve's. Steve's. Yeah, shut Steve's down. lunch. That's the Steve's one. That's lunch. the one. Well, Steve's lunch. Of. Steve's lunch burned down. Steve's lunch burned yeah, down maybe five yeah. years ago. Maybe more <laughs> at this point. Steve's was a twenty-four hour hot dog place. When it burned down, the time that it had been closed, like even for a moment, like most recently, was um, immediately following the Kennedy assassination. They like when Kennedy was assassinated, <laughs> yeah. they closed for a few hours to be like, whoa, that was wild. And then they stayed open and like never shut or locked the front door until I don't know. Yeah, it was like 2015. <laughs> yeah, it was absolutely wild. You know, amazingly, I only ever found my way into Steve's lunch like like a handful of times. But um, it was a great spot. It was a great spot. I will say now, my did, favorite did Coney you dog. Ever... Did you ever go to Old Fashioned Hot Dog? I never ended up in Old Fashioned Hot Dog. That's another Ohio dogs. City joint. I used to go there sometimes for lunch. An Old Fashioned Hot Dog, and it's this is sort of the environment. Steve's and which I actually I never went to Steve's, but I've been to Old Fashioned. Um, this, that is the environment that I want to have a Coney Dog in, which is like this weird, skinny twenty-four hour diner that like. You know, it fits a row of seats against a bar, and, like, there's kind of room to mill around behind the bar. And you can get, like, two of them for three bucks, 
And, like, they're pretty good, but they're not great. But, like, they're open at 3 in the morning, and that's when you need it. That's when you need it. Now, my favorite Coney dog comes from a place called the Thurman down in Columbus. It's pretty famous in and around Columbus area. But you can get, like, two Coney dogs with cheese and a Miller High Life plus tip and walk out for, like, I want to say, like, seven or eight bucks. Now, this was uh, 13 or 14 years ago, but um, do love a Coney dog. Matt, what's your number four? Dave, my number four is what I just have on my list as classic. And classic is just ketchup, mustard, relish, onion. That's legit, man. Now, I do find myself in sort of a weird spot as regards hot dog toppings. I don't actually love ketchup. I recognize well, I mean, that I'm wrong know, about this. Well, no, I, I, a lot of people agree with you. Uh, I, I mean, on my list, ketchup isn't on most of them. Um, I like. I have always been a ketchup guy. I, I know that there are people who say you should never put ketchup on a hot dog. I think that's a weird regionalism thing that like people get too like snooty about. Um, yeah, and, but you should never be snooty about? about a hot dog because it's. A hot dog? It's literally a hot dog, yeah. So, yeah, I, but like, if uh, you I see just a don't cartoon, love ketchup. If you see a cartoon picture of a hot dog, I feel like it's got ketchup, mustard, relish, and onion on it. And, like, that's just a classic combination for me. I, I have been known to, in back when I was pretty broke all the time, I would have what I just called condiment sandwich, which was just ketchup, mustard, relish, and onion. Uh, Sounds hot dog. Onion. Yeah, and I would just put that between two pieces of bread. Because, you know, like, when you have a hot dog and, like, there's that, like, that last bite of bun after you finished the hot dog. Oh, and you yeah, eat that's that a great anyway. Yeah, and it's just, like, the ketchup and the mustard and the relish and the onion and the bun. And that tastes good. And I'm like, well, I don't have any hot dogs. Uh, and I don't have time to, like, make hot food for myself because uh, I'm working two jobs or whatever. Um, so I guess it's kind of in sandwich time. Yeah, you know, in that vein, I would sometimes have, and I will actually still sometimes have this because I just like it. I'll just have an L as opposed to a BLT, uh, just an L. Just eat some lettuce? <laughs> well, no, it's still a sandwich. So bread, lettuce, mayonnaise, uh, oh, but okay. just an L. It's a, it's a, actually, it's a very tasty and refreshing sandwich. So my number four is, uh, peppers and onions, like slow cooked. Yeah. Slow cooked peppers and onions. It's um, it's just great. It's great. Now I've told you about scooters out on like the way east side suburbs out in like Ashtabulaish somewhere. They do that. Uh, they call it a cardinal dog. I'm not sure why, but um, I've had it before. They do a particularly good version of it. So it's just straight up peppers and onions. That's yeah, that's my... interesting. I I don't think of peppers and onions as a hot dog topping. I think of this as sausage mm. topping. Like if you're doing up well, some Italian it... sausages, like that's great. But I I don't think of it as a hot dog topping. I'll have to try that sometime. Oh yeah, Matt. It's well. Listen, man. It's peppers and onions. You can use it for a lot of stuff. And it is That's very true. good on a hot dog. Okay, Dave. So what is your number three? Matt, my number three, it's classic. Everybody probably knows it. If you do know it, I think you ought to love it. It's the Chicago dog. Love a Chicago dog. Yeah. Now, if you've heard of the Chicago dog, but you're not exactly sure what it is, the Chicago dog is, it's a beef hot dog. This is a, this is a key element. I like an all-beef dog. I'm fine with a mixed meat dog as well. Anyways... Uh, beef hot dog, poppy seed bun, yellow mustard, white onion, this weird, uh, like super duper dyed bright green sweet relish. I don't mm -hmm. know why it's that color. Um, I only have ever seen it on Chicago dogs, but it is an important element. Uh, chili peppers, fresh tomato, a full one or two kosher dill spears, uh, and some celery salt. Mm-hmm. It's just a good dog, and it sounds like it might be too much. Yeah, it sounds like it might be too much if you've never eaten a Chicago dog, but I assure you that it is not. Yeah, it's like a full meal. It's great. Yeah, they're, they're delicious. Uh, Matt, what about you, man? What's your number three? Dave, number three, pretty basic. Uh, mustard and sauerkraut. Oh, sauerkraut. Okay. Just like some stadium mustard and some sauerkraut. Delicious. Now, I was going to say, I was just going to ask you to specify, do you just mean mustard or stadium mustard? 
I'm specifically I'm talking stadium mustard. Um, now stadium. Okay, yeah. Now you you should probably explain. So and, although I will say I also like this with just yellow mustard. That's oh, yeah, totally for fine. Sure. But if uh, stadium, stadium mustard is available, and, and Dave in my home, stadium mustard is always available. Oh yeah, of uh, course. A stadium mustard is a specific sort of brown mustard. It is like it's a Cleveland thing. Um, it is the mustard that was served like at the hot dog stands in the Cleveland baseball stadium going like back to the, I don't know. Uh, uh, like the fifties, like a really long time. Yeah. Maybe the sixties, but yeah, like there is, it's called stadium mustard. Uh, if they don't sell it in your area, you can get it online. Um, there's two companies that make it. There's the one that's just called the Authentic Stadium Mustard, and there's the other one called Bertman's. Uh, I forget. I'm if a there's Bertman's like a guy. Quarrel. Personally, I actually prefer Stadium to Bertman's. I mean, I'll have both. Oh no, oh, wait. Sure. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the label. No, I prefer the just the plain Stadium. Uh, it's good. It's very good. I'm looking at the Wikipedia entry because I'm having a hard time like describing what it tastes like. Uh, it is a mildly spicy brown mustard, more similar to European mustards than to American deli-style brown mustards. It is unique in that it is a homogeneously brown in color compared to traditional coarse-ground must- uh, deli mustards, which are typically mottled in appearance and may feature both yellow and brown mustard seeds. Anyway, stadium mustard rules. Uh, put it on there with some sauerkraut. Uh, that's a good hot dog. Uh, Dave, what is your number two hot dog? Uh, actually, Matt, great lead-in, because my number two hot dog is just stadium mustard and raw onion. Oh, that's another good one, yeah. Yeah, just like, it's, I mean, it's super-duper simple. Uh, here's where I developed a particular taste for that, is remember when Mark's, the Mark's in North Olmstead used to have that lunch counter, and you could go and get, like, a hot dog for 50 cents or something? Well, Mm -hmm. they just always had, you know... They had stadium mustard and raw onion. And since, again, since I don't really like ketchup, um, again, I know it's one of the great American mother sauces, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, uh, I don't really like ketchup. I was like, oh, mustard and onion. And uh, I think I developed a taste for it. When, <laughs> you know, when you're like a young teenager, you were like, I'll eat the raw onions. And then I was like, oh, actually, this is really good. So now I just yeah. have yeah, stadium mustard and raw onion. How about you, man? What's your number four? My number two, you mean? Oh, I'm sorry. You're number two. Uh, we, I mean, I guess it's the fourth one I'm saying, but it's number two on my list. Uh, Dave, I'm going hyper-specific with this one. There is, at my favorite bar, a menu item called the Atomic Dog. Have I, I ever told you about the Atomic the Dog? Atomic Dog. Oh, you've had I, one. That's right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Love the Atomic Dog. Okay. It may have gone dog, on my top five had I remembered it, kind of. It's honorable mention for me. Yeah, uh, so the Atomic Dog is something that I like to eat, but I don't like to eat too often because it will kill you. Uh, yeah, it you, is it a, will, you will die. It is a hot dog. They slice it down the middle. Uh, they, s- like, fill the, like, the slice in it up with uh, diced up jalapenos, and then they wrap up the hot dog with bacon to sort of keep put it all back together. Um, they deep fry that. And they put it on a toasted, or uh, yeah, a toasted, a toasted bun with a sriracha aioli. And Dave, it's good. It's it's nasty good. good. It's yeah. Ex- yeah, it's a very very tasty hot dog. ABC the Tavern, man. Like it's it, that. I think that Atomic Dog has been featured the once or twice that ABC was on the Food Network. Oh no, kidding! Well, listen, it's worth it. I actually am consistently surprised. Because, like, if you walk into uh, – now, listen, I, I've been to the ABC a handful of times. It's a great bar. I know it's kind of your favorite. Uh, when you, If you were to walk into the ABC and you did not know, one, you would not assume that the food that was available there was going to be not even – you would – not only would you not assume it was good, I would say you wouldn't even assume that it – you would – that it was, like, moderate. You'd be like, right. all right, man, I'm going to be able to get, like, a sad basket of fries – and like a bowling alley hot dog, mm-hmm. you know. But they have like a surprisingly robust and incredibly tasty and well prepared menu at that joint. Yeah, dude, the the kitchen is the real deal. That place, uh, man, boy, boy, do I miss. I follow them on Twitter, and the only thing they ever tweet is like once a day a photograph of whatever the food special is. 
And I ju- and I'm just torturing myself because I'm not going there right now because <laughs> of the don't pandemic. Don't do that. But like every Wednesday, I see a picture of the Crunchwrap Supremes that they make for their Wednesday specials, and man, I want one of those Crunchwraps. Like I have tried since they had those on the menu there. I have tried to get the Crunchwraps at Taco Bell to like get the fix. But like nah, once you've had nah. a, like a good one that like a person made in a kitchen as opposed to like a Taco Bell. And listen, I'm not hating on Taco Bell. I've eaten a lot of Taco Bell in my day. A like, lot of Taco Bell. You know, but once you have like a good version of one of those menu items, it's hard to go back. And man, anyway, I'm, I'm just gonna I'm, I'm gonna stop talking about this. But uh, yeah, very good. Matt, what is what? your number one? Matt, my number one. Again, I am going pretty specific here. In Buffalo, New York. Oh, sure. In and yeah. around the bu- yeah, in and around the Buffalo area, there's a restaurant called Ted's Red Hots. And if you go, it's a giant grill, and it is st- it is a charcoal grill, and uh, they do they have great hot dogs. I think they use Salins dogs. Salins is a do, local yeah. producer, uh, local producer to Buffalo that makes great hot dogs. Uh, and it's a natural casing dog, and you can get a regular or foot long. So I like to get a Ted's with a, they have a house-made, like, secret recipe hot sauce, mustard, again, raw onion, and a Loganberry drink. you got to get the Loganberry. And that's my, that's my number one, is a Ted's Red Hot with hot sauce, mustard, onion, and a Loganberry drink on the side. If you're having a hot dog that's grilled on a charcoal grill, it's got to have a natural casing. It's got to. Why are you even, yeah, why would you even be bothering? Anyways, Matt, what's, uh, what's your number one, bud? Dave, my number one is the Chicago dog. No I kidding. Love, I love a Chicago-style hot dog. Like, it is, like, I don't know what it is about it, but, like, man, it's just a great flavor. Like, I, I we, kinda, we already talked about it. I, I guess this is sort of a... Uh, an anti-climax but like I, you kind of just can't beat it for me there's a there's a hot dog place in cleveland uh called the happy dog oh yeah that place is great it's a west side establishment uh it is a hot dog restaurant slash bar slash uh concert venue uh they also do like stand-up comedy in the basements because uh, there's a basement sort of bar venue thing there as well um super great place really looking forward to it opening again um, and they've just got this whole list of, like, it's one of those places where you walk in, and basically the only thing they have on the menu is hot dog and tater tots, but they just have, like, a checklist of, like, you know, the hot dog is X number of dollars, here's the checklist, tell me how many of these things you want on the hot dog. And I always am trying to just, like, listen, I know you have a million toppings. Where are the things that I can check off on this list that you just bring me a, a Chicago dog? <laughs> or as close I was going to say, it do. seems like they should just have like, uh, you I know, think like eventually if you get they a... did add that. Option. Yeah, I think I feel like you would have to, right? Man, anyways, the tater tots, the tater tots, Dave, you used to be able to get the tater tots with a dipping sauce that was a saffron aioli. It was wow, insane. Yeah. Loved it. Man, why did we do this? Now I just want hot dogs. We have to talk about this show. <laughs> well, Matt, uh, that's been the top of the top, so I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, yes, and now we are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to discuss episode 31 of Denji Sentai Mega Ranger. Uh, it is called Stop It, Out of Control Guy Rail. Uh, it was written by... Oh, new name. Well, not new name, but not one of our... I don't think one of our regular names. It's Yasuko Kobayashi. Uh, its original air date was September 21st, 1997. You can watch along on the DVDs or at... You know, I realized today that I've been telling people to go to shoutfactory.tv because I have assumed that that was the what the website was. And it's not. It's shoutfactorytv.com. Uh, so I apologize to anyone. Sorry, guys. I feel like <laughs> I feel like people probably were able to figure it out. I, I have faith. I, I was just typing it into the computer today. I'm kind of a little embarrassed. Oh, no. You know what, Dave? Yasuko Kobayashi, we have talked about before. 
Um, and she is a person who has like a super, super robust, um, like overall Toei resume. No, just overall resume. Like she's the oh, okay. main writer for Attack on Titan and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and stuff. Like, oh dang, she's okay, done a wow. ton Got of it. stuff. Um, but yes, also a very robust um, Tokusatsu uh, resume. Anyway, so that's her. Maybe that explains why this episode is really good. Uh, we're gonna take a break, and we'll be right back. All right, welcome back. To the show, it's time to discuss episode 31. Dave, what'd you think? Uh, it's a good episode, man. It's a good episode, and it's a cliffhanger, which I love. And I feel like we are, I'm excited about it, because A, I just like a cliffhanger episode, and B, I feel like we are really kicking into mid-season gear, right? Like, this is the sort of, like, real intense ramp-up that I have been kind of anticipating for the last, like, six, yeah. seven episodes. Wonder, uh, and man. and now here like, we are. I feel like this is late in the season for it to start feeling like this. It is. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I have been waiting for it for the last couple of episodes, and but now we're finally getting it. Which And they're doing a great job, Yeah. by the way. Really, a lot about Mega Ranger has kind of felt like a... A satisfying and high quality, but undeniably slow burn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it really has. With the, like, with the exception of giant robots, which they got in, like, episode two. You know, I think what's interesting about it is that, like, the, the main story of Mega Ranger feels like it's taking a long time to, like, move. But mm-hmm. the individual episodes along the way are all really good. Whereas, like, I feel like Car Ranger, like, was much more interested in, like, hitting the beats of the season story. And the episodes, like, along the way, you know, a lot of them were very fun. But, like, they weren't as, they weren't of as high a quality, if that makes sense. Oh, no, yeah, absolutely, absolutely true. Well, I think that's the, um, I think there's been a real focus on character development in Mega Ranger that we definitely did not see in, like, for example, Car Ranger or O-Ranger. Yeah. Anyway, so we start this episode off. We are in the Nezere dimension. Now, Yagande, if you'll recall from the last episode, had been, like, betrayed by Gyrael, um, and he, as it turns out, has not died, but he is extremely injured. Um, yeah, yeah, things are bad for him. Uh, Shivalina is furious um, that Gyrel has betrayed Uganda in this way, and she's talking to Dr. Hinalar like, this guy is like a backstabbing jerk, like, you know, I can't believe we have to work with him, etc. And Gyrel, yeah, Guy- like, listen, <laughs> Guy- um, listen, baby, I got a actually, job to do. Yeah, we're supposed to be doing this stuff by any means necessary. I've got a job to do. You, we've got the same job. I'm just the only one who's doing it right. So actually, like, you should be thanking me for this um, because I'm great. Yeah, and then he just like backhand slams BBDB out of the ground and you hear like a loud thunk and crash off camera. So uh, that did actually do a lot to endear Guy Rail to me because BBDB is the worst. Sure, but so, you got to remember, Uganda did that first, in like the first episode, I think. Oh, that's true, he did. Well, I like Uganda a lot, too, to be honest. So, really, just anybody who punches BBDB, that that really works for me. Yeah, you know what's weird so, is that in this moment, I feel myself like feeling bad for Uganda, like, oh man, Guy Rail betrayed him, and he got hurt. Well, like, yeah, he's an evil monster from space who wants to destroy the Earth, and our heroes stopped him. Like, I shouldn't feel bad for him. Ultimately, I want him to lose. Yeah, you do want him to lose. No, 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 I get it. Because here's the deal. They've actually done some pretty good... I think actually Uganda more than Hinalar or Shibalina in many ways. Uganda is on the, obviously, wrong side of this conflict as far as we humans of Earth are concerned... 
but he does approach it with a foreign interdimensional space monster. He does approach the conflict with a, gr- a degree of nobility, right? Yeah. Yeah, His I mean, plans listen, are very he, straightforward. He he's not you know he's not gray from Jetman. No, like no, no, no. He's definitely not gray. But he wants to like square up. He's like, I'm a fighter. You're a fighter. Uh, obviously, yes, I am trying to invade your dimension, but, like, let's do this. You know, there's no, like, trickery to his plan. So, I, you know, I, I get it. He was felled by trickery when he is not a trickery-oriented person or horrifying space monster. Um, so we see Hinalar, and we actually get... This, I feel like, is a good Hinalar episode, too. He's very, like, veiled... You can tell that there's something going on. But on the surface, he's like, Shibalina, chill out. Because Gyrail is right. He's like, listen, man, King Javius has told us to destroy the Mega Rangers no matter the cost. Clearly, Uganda is not strong enough to engage in the next part of this, my master plan. So he turns to Gyrail and he says, listen, I... Uh, I have this, it's like a giant pill, like a giant Dr. Mario looking pill. And there's like a little uh, mm-hmm. spiral helix inside of it. And he says, this right here is a Nezere power source. And if you eat it, I guess, it will make you like incredibly powerful. And Garel's like, dope, I'm out. And he just takes it and leaves. And Shibalina's furious. Shibalina's furious. She's furious. Like, you, you designed that for Uganda. Like, how could you give it to this? jerk cut over to guy rail for a minute before we leave space and go to earth and he's like man dr hinalar is such a dope like i took his cool power booster but then i'm just gonna go defeat the mega rangers myself and take all the credit for it and king javis is gonna love me and hate them and it's gonna rule and yep. like he just laughs like an evil man because, I mean, he is. I want to be very clear about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Guy, Guy Rail is, is very, very bad. So we go from there down to the Rangers, and they're just, like, chilling out. And they find uh, Shugo, who I had actually forgotten who he was. Yeah, but he is, the, he is the head mechanic and, like, chief technical officer or whatever of uh, for Galaxy Mega and Super Galaxy Mega. Yeah, and I mean, He's honestly, down there. the reason that you probably forgot about him and were not immediately reminded is that every other time we've seen him, he's wearing, like, a mechanics jumpsuit, and this time he is wearing a full, like, business suit, and has, like, a businessman haircut yeah. and a briefcase. Yeah, honestly, if he had shown up in the, in the like, onesie, like, the work onesie with his backwards cap on, I probably would have been better about it. And actually, Kenta makes fun of him. He's like, you look real dumb. He's like, you look like an old man. Your outfit sucks, and Shugo's like you suck, and then they just insult each other for a second. So it's great to see that dynamic continuing. Yeah, they're very happy to see each other. And he says, just you know, messing around. And yeah, 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 yeah. So he says, "Listen," Shugo says. He says, "Listen, guys, uh, this is ramping up. Things are getting crazy, and uh, you guys are doing a great job, but we gotta up the ante here." So I have gotten I've gotten the guys together and we have created a new move for Super Galaxy Mega. And yes. it's in this case. And he opens up the case. It's very exciting. And there's a like a disk drive in it. Yeah, it's 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 like a it's just a three and a half inch floppy disk. Like in a No no briefcase. no. It's like one of those um it's one of those like uh it's like a CD in like a hard case and you can put the whole hard case in and then it reads the CD from inside there. Oh yeah, you're It's right, a little you're bit right. It's a little schnazzier than a three and a half. The first one was on a was on a No no no, this is all this has all been CDs. This okay. has all been CDs in various forms. It's night Matt. It's nineteen ninety seven. Sure, sure. Which um. was twenty four years ago. Uh, I can't believe that that's true. So well, the weird thing about this scene is that, uh, b- by the way, I could believe that that were true if it were true, but it's not true. So I'm just going to move past it. <laughs> um, the weird thing about this whole scene is that, like, Shogo goes down to Earth, right? He's like, hey, man, I've got this briefcase. In the briefcase is this disc. <laughs> this is absolutely insane. They're like, okay, great. 
What's the next step? He's like, the next step is that I go back up to space and install it into Galaxy Mega, my best friend. Uh, I can't wait to do it. I gotta get back to space to do this. I will catch you guys later, though. This two-minute conversation where I came to Earth in a business suit has been totally fun. Def gotta go back to space, though. Uh, he won't even let, like, Kenta tries to pick it up and touch it, and Shuko's like, don't touch it. Like, he lit, yeah, this whole thing is so he can open the case and be like, here, there's not like a manual, it's literally just the disc itself, and he's like, here it is, guys, bye, and then takes it with him to leave again. Right, now, so there's no good reason for him to be on Earth. The reason that this episode needs him to be on Earth is so that he could get menaced by Gyrael. Which would not happen if he was just in space. So, Gyrael, his his master plan this week is to menace a child, lift that child up, wander around Tokyo exploding things and saying, Hey, Mega Rangers, I have this kid. Come fight me. Because he's assuming that once they arrive, he'll be able to beat them easily. So, like, he doesn't have to think about this one too hard. He's got this power source. Yeah, now, uh, here's the thing. That is a very good plan, because that's a great way to find the Rangers. And it turns out he's absolutely correct. So the Rangers show up, he downs this pill, and then just proceeds to obliterate the Rangers. Yeah. Like, he is pulling out powers we haven't seen anybody, not just haven't seen Guy Rail do, we haven't seen anybody in this show do. He does the, like, flashy animated teleport. He's blasting them with lightning. He has new eye lasers. He has, like, a new sword electrical bolt thing. Yeah, and it's um, shot very cool. Like, him doing all this stuff, like, oh, yeah. the camera work is really neat. Camera work's cool. They're working in, like, their pretty top-tier uh, animations as far as Sentai goes, it's it's a very, very cool sequence. And it's shot in such a way that it is... I, I think the thing that's really well done about it, A, it's just a fun piece of TV, but it establishes in 30 seconds that, that Guy Rail absolutely has, like, super ranked up with his power. The Rangers have have zero chance like nothing they are going to do is going to work there's this bit where they're like okay we need to pull out our weapons and do our final move to stop him they do like the you know they they combine the weapons and they do like the power shot and he just like swats it away and it hits a building and it and like blows up half the building which is cool because you never see like you see that that energy blast hits the villain and the villain dies usually right but you never have any context for like how powerful it actually is because you never see it hit anything other than a villain. And it's just strong enough to kill a villain, I guess. But when he does that and you see it just like destroy five floors of an office building, you're like, wow, these guys are these guys are really packing some punch. <laughs> yeah. Um so we have a quick dip over to the Nezare dimension. And this is where we get this this some more cool stuff from Dr. Hinalar. Shibalina's like, I still do not understand why you did this. Like, Gyrael sucks and is a traitor and is just waiting to betray, not like betray King Javius, but betray us to King Javius. Um, I can't believe you did this. Like, you made that thing specifically for Uganda. Right. Not only and Hinalar's like, like listen. I, I can't believe that you would prefer Gyrael to me and Uganda. Like, why are you favoring him in this way? Yeah. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. says, whoa, you got it all wrong. I says, you two are my greatest creations, which is, I think, new information. I think so. We might have known that about Yagande. Yeah. But anyway, so he created them, whatever the, the deal is. And he says, I will never let anything bad happen to you. From any source, including Guy Rail. This is not going to... I don't think he gives us the DT yet, but he says, like, this is not going to work out for Guy Rail the way that he wants it right. to. Right, he says, like... Do not worry about yeah, it. Yeah, like, nobody... Basically, like, nobody messes with my kids, and Guy Rail is about to find that out. <laughs> and the dude... Like, the actor absolutely pulls it off. Like, 
Dr. Hitler has a real cool look, but uh, it's very, it's a lot of look, is what I'll say. Yes. And I am impressed with the degree of subtlety that the actor manages to bring to these lines while dressed as Dr. Hinalar. Hinalar, the, the actor who plays Dr. Hinalar does great uh, eye acting. You know, like he does, like he makes those eyes work for him in these scenes. Yeah, he's he's like the Michael Keaton of Japan. He does he does good work. <laughs> So we go down and uh, this is actually the second half of the scene that we already described, which is the guy real just obliterating the Rangers. We go up to space and uh, the second in command, I can't remember his name, is he's like, Dr. Kubota, we got to send Mega Silver in. Dr. Kubota says, we can't. Did you forget they are in like the final crucial end stage of their like super project? It's not an option. Yeah. Uh, which is very exciting, because I want to know what this super project is. Yeah, well, they've been teasing it for a while now, so I, I will be excited to find out what it is. Back down on Earth, the, the Rangers are in trouble, and Shogo is, like, trying to get away, but he, I think he, like, he trips and he drops his briefcase or something. Guy Rail sees him, and he's like, aha, a human for me to menace. Well, I'm a villain. I may as well get this out of the way. It just blasts him. Um, I think in this moment, Shogo sort of like leans into the blast because he's trying to stop Guy Rail from inadvertently destroying the disk drive that has the move, the new move programmed into it. Matt, this might be totally immaterial, but it, you're saying Shogo mm -hmm. and I, it's spelled in the subtitles at least S H O U G O. Is it Shugo or Shogo? I think thought that when I heard them saying it out loud, it sounded like Shogo, but like, I don't know, man. I, well, let's I, just, let's, we'll just I go genuinely with don't know. We'll just go with Shogo. That's fine. Okay. So anyways, um, so he is bad. Yes. Okay. Um, now Guy Rail closes in on the Rangers and he starts to like spasm slash short circuit Slash, like, full-body hemorrhage, like, weird goo. Yeah, he's just... It's gross. Like, it's... At first, I thought he was, like, melting or something. But that doesn't seem to be the case. Yeah. No, no, the, I, the word is hemorrhaging. Yeah, he's, he's just, he's it's like, it's just goop. sort of... Yep, it's real bad. It's, it's like real the, bad. It's, it's like very gross. An, it's like there's an episode of like Family Double Dare going on inside of his body, trying to get outside of his body. <laughs> it's not a pleasant, uh, you know, <laughs> mental picture. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, that Matt, you nailed it. I can't take that away <laughs> from you. Uh um okay anyway so, so he okay. like he has so, to go because his body is like freaking out on him yeah uh shogo is in real bad shape but he manages to tell the rangers he's like listen you have got to get this program to galaxy mega this is the oh this is the only shot you have yeah because we flip over to guy rail he even says like don't bother taking me to the hospital oh sorry like we've got uh, like oh yeah, yeah, yeah he doesn't say like there is a, like, medics bay on board. We can go there. That must be what he's thinking. Because what he says is, no, don't take me to the hospital. Get this to Galaxy Mega instead. Please, do you understand? And Kenta says, yes, I understand. And then, for a moment, I think that Shogo just dies. Because he just kind of I collapses. I that he died. And, and it goes to, like, commercial <laughs> I was break. like, Wow. I was like, wow, okay, Rangers. Um, wow, that got real raw real fast. Okay, so as I mentioned, I was going to say, uh, Guy Rail is totally freaking out. And Andre Hinalar and Shibalina show up. And Guy Rail's like, WTF did you do to me? And Dr. Hinalar says, oh, dude, I did forget to tell you. Uh, mm. The pill does definitely give you absolute power in exchange it will sap away your will by which he means your mind 
He's like, it's like, this is a berserk pill. It makes you super duper powerful, but you go crazy. Yes. And Gyrell's like, you tricked me. I'll kill you for this. And Hitler is like, dude, you said you wanted to win at any cost, right? Yeah, that's what this you, is what that's what you said. Yeah, any means necessary. You're all about that. And and Shibalina just smiles so beautifully at Gyrell. It's like she's loving she's it. She's like I'm she's loving so it. happy for you, Gyrell. Like mm, Like you find you, you're getting everything you dreamed of. Anyway, we got to go. Have fun fighting the Rangers gotta to go. the death. Yeah, they don't um, say all of that, but you, she does. Invincible act- now. She does actually say, "I'm so happy for you, Guy Rail." It's great. Oh yeah, man. She uh, she pulls this moment off. It is pretty delicious. So he they disappear. He's about to attack them, by yeah. the way, and then they like fade away, and he goes like, and he goes giant. But when he goes giant, he's now like a weird like. He's got like weird tentacly bits and spikies coming out well, of him I, everywhere. I cool. Basically, because remember he's like all twisty, right? Yeah, and also he's, he's already twisty. got like he already has this motif of like spiky, teethy, spiny things sort of sticking out from various places on his body. And so when he yeah. becomes what is referred to in the subtitles as Mad Guy Rail, um, it's like all of those things have just grown more. And, like, become, like, a much more prominent feature of him. It's a cool look. They've done very interesting stuff with... Honestly, not just Gyrael, also Uganda. Like, they kind of, like, Pokevolve or, like, Digivolve throughout the series to, like, turn into, like, more intense versions of themselves. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's just cool. I like it. Yeah, no, it's a good look. It's a good look. So, um... They're in the med bay with Shogo, and they're like, what do we even do? I don't know. Uh, Dr. Kubota runs in. It's like, Hah! and they're like, yes, Dr. Kubota. And then he immediately is like, ah, well, guys, uh, there's a Nazare thing. It was like, it's a, it was a very back. weird and hard shift. Well, I think that like, <laughs> being like the, the tone in the room was very like, grim and sad and so Kubota runs in with a lot of energy and then like catches sort of like what the vibe of the room is and tries to like bring it way down to not freak them out but then does have to deliver the bad news that Gyrell is destroying the city yeah Yeah, it's a hard spot it's a hard spot for him to be in so they go um they get in Galaxy Mega Kenta has a nice moment where they're going in and like they know they're screwed, right? Like, yeah. they know this that is they've not going to go fight, well. Like, Guy Rail, he's more powerful than ever before. And Kenta just really does a great job of, like, putting a brave face on it. He's like, hey, man, um, listen, Dr. Kubota, relax. We've never lost yet. We've got this. You know, believe in us. We're going to go take care of this. And then he turns to the rest of them, like, all right, guys, like, let's go be superheroes and win this fight. And, like, you kind of know that they all know that that is not, like, that they are not going into a good situation. But he, like, it's a nice Kenta moment. It is. It is. It's one of the better Kenta moments, I would say. And actually, it's a very good, right in the background, there's a great Dr. Kubota moment. He has a very, like, proud dad moment, which I dig a lot. Um, So they're getting up into Galaxy Mega. There's great music here. It's the main theme, but it's done with like all like, it's like an orchestral with trumpets. And it always makes me feel, it's got like a Western feel to me, mm-hmm. probably because Enrico Morricone just does a lot of trumpets. Oh, man. So good. You know, so you know good, we just got to the does. end of Western's January. You know I've been, I've been living that life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, you know, so it's kind of what made me think of it, actually. So it's, they just lead off with Super Galaxy Mega, and there's a big fight. Guy Rail is up there, and he is just absolutely losing it. He's, like, blasting lasers. He's very clear he's not kind of in control of yeah, himself. Yeah, he's flailing around. Uh, like, definitely not in his sort of, like, normal, like, calculating way. And that's what I think is very interesting about it being Guy Rail that this happens with. Because, like, if Uganda went berserk, like... Yugande is already halfway to Berserk anyway. 
Like, he's all mm-hmm. brawn and very little brains. Whereas Gyral, especially as outlined in the last episode, really relies on his cunning a lot. And in this episode, like, that is just completely removed as he is transformed into this, like, different kind of monster. So, I mean, and it is, uh, the change is significant enough that even the rangers are kind of horrified. They're like, oh, oh, wow, what is, I mean, we're going to fight him, but, like, what is going on with, what's going on with Gyral? Right. Quick shot to Hinalar, who is loving this. Oh, yeah. He and uh, Hinalar and Shibalina are, like, watching from the view screen, and they're, like, they're just eating it up. Because one of two things yeah, is going to happen well, here. Like I was going to say, there's no bad outcome. Yeah, like, either the Mega Rangers die, and that's great, or Gyrel is killed. And that's, for them, also great. Yeah, so they lead off, the Rangers do, with Super Galaxy Knuckle, and it literally just, like, bounces off Hanel, uh, Mad Gyrel's chest and, and ricochets and hits them. Super Galaxy Mega is going down. While it's going down, we get a shot of Kubota and uh, Shogo in the med bay. And I'm reminded yet again, because I always forget, that every time Galaxy Mega fights, the whole staff is just in there. Like, rolling around in his leg or something. Yeah, I also have that in my notes of like, oh, right. The med bay is inside Super Galaxy Mega. That is not great for Shogo. Yeah, so Shogo actually wake. We see he wakes up and he sort of like dashes out of the room. And then we go back up to the cockpit, and the Rangers are like, "We have to win for Shogo. Like we gotta do it." And then I think it's Quichiru says, "Thank you." He says, "We've got to use that new super move." Yeah, when when Kenja mentions created. Shogo, he's like, "Oh right, Shogo." The engineer who just moments ago was telling us about this great new super move he's designed. Potentially with his dying breath. So they call Dr. Kubota and they're like, hey, man, uh, what's up with this super move? Kubota's like, listen, the super move, it's great. We love it. We love the super move. The problem with the super move is that at this point, Super Galaxy Mega is so damaged that if we try to do it, it might, like, destroy Super Galaxy Mega. But it's our only chance, so we have to do it anyway. So, like, we've just got to risk the integrity of the ship and robot to make this happen. And everyone says, yes, it's a big risk, but we've got to do it. And then Kenta says, actually, what if we don't, though? Like, what if, what if yeah. and hear me out, what if we just don't? Because that sounds pretty bad. And Shogo really loves Galaxy Mega. And if he wakes up and finds out that we, like, destroyed it, like, he's going to be very sad. And he's my friend, and I don't want him to be sad. So we'll just have to find uh... a different way to win (laughs) that doesn't involve the move that we think is going to help us win. (laughs) Yeah. So they're like... Uh, sorry, man. I I do not think that there is another option. And Kenta is not willing to budge on this. Kind of in the middle of this, the, uh, there is one great line where this is, don't you remember, we said Galaxy Mega is part of us, which I thought was a great line. So Shogo yeah. gets in yeah. and he's like, dude, do it. Like, you have to do the thing. Kenta's like, no, like, you forged your whole life into Galaxy Mega. We can't risk it being destroyed. And then there is a, oh man, there's such a hard line from Shogo. He says, Galaxy Mega is not a precious doll. It is a warrior born to fight. That is its purpose. Like, you have to, you have to do this, like, for Galaxy Mega. And then there's a great montage of all of the moments where Galaxy Mega sort of, like, claws its way back from defeat. Yeah. And Shogo says, like, Listen, like, I sacrificed, I protected this, like, this disc with my life, but I protected it for the Galaxy Mega who fights. Like, I didn't, I didn't, like, sacrifice my well-being so that we could not win this fight. Like, yeah, like, yeah, if it goes down, that's gonna suck, but it's a warrior. We have to do this. Like, this is the thing. And they're like, okay. 
And then Shogo, after all of that amazing dialogue, Shogo says, it's called Big Bang Attack. It's like, <laughs> man, guys, like, you were batting a thousand. And then, like, the best thing, both in the context of the show you've been working on, you, the characters, have been working on this for ages, and the best thing you could come up with was Big Bang Attack. And also, writers of the show, you've been presumably preparing for this for a long time. And that's the best you could come up with. It's an embarrassment. That's a dumb name. <laughs> it's not a dumb attack, though. As far as attacks it's go, it's not a dumb it's attack. Great. Yeah. It's actually very similar it. to a Jetman attack. Um, remember? Gosh, I don't even remember what it's called in Jetman. Basically, like Super Galaxy Mega, like turns in, like spins around, turns into a tornado of fire. And then once it has become like this, like living energy being, just flies itself straight through the monster. Oh, like the it's the Phoenix something or other, and it's when they were merged with um the other mega robot. Yeah, it's a it is it's a totally rad attack. I do feel like it would have been cooler if they incorporated the shield into it somehow, like you ram with the shield. Well, also, this is Super Galaxy Mega, and Super Galaxy Mega doesn't oh, have that's the shield. Right. Here's the other wild thing about that. In order to make this attack happen, here's what the Rangers had to do. They had to get the disc from Shogo and put it in the disc drive, and then the thing was available, which means, Matt, that this super move is a software update. Like... It could do this the whole time. Oh, well, wait, 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 wait. Let me back that up. They could have been building it in mechanically over the past period of time. Right. And, and now they, this is now the just, software to run that new. Target. Right. They've okay. already, they've okay. been installing the hardware. This is the driver. This is the, yeah, they have to get got a, you got to yeah, update yeah, the drivers. Yeah. I take it. I take it. You always got to update so anyways, the drivers. So anyways, it, um, it works. Like they just blast guy rail and then they land and there's like a great there's like the guy rail falling over shot while they're in the foreground uh it's great until guy rail gets back up yeah that part is definitely less great i've got to be real with you and then like a sort of dollop of energy falls off of guy rail and forms into a warhammer 40k tyranid basically it's called giga ray I think yeah, it's a Tyranid. Yeah. So this is kind of, it's weird. They try to explain it. I think what is happening is that the Nezere energy inside guy rail is continuing to build and build and build. And it has gotten to the point where like guy rails body can't hold more energy, but the energy needs to continue to expand. And so it like, uses part of Guy Rail's body to, like, make another body to fill with energy. I think that's what's happening. Kind of hard to say, frankly, but, like, in any case, it's a bad situation for our heroes. Yeah, it is, uh... It is. It's very bad. So then they both kind of, like... What is it? Giga Ray? Giga Ray, like, grabs him and does, like, a huge, like, like... Uh, Blanca style like electro blast super galaxy mega goes down and that's the end of the episode yeah ends on a cliffhanger I feel like about halfway through the episode I was like oh they're mentioning that they're right near the end of the science project I wonder if that's just because they didn't want to include mega silver in this fight and now I'm thinking no the reason that they mentioned that halfway through this episode is because in next episode, we are going to find out what that next super project is. And like what yeah, Yusku um, has been like probably dodging. delaying and dodging. <laughs> and like we would be much better off if he had actually just been doing his work. I'm very exciting. Oh, and also um, just a weird note. The original end credits theme song is back now it is no longer the like uh like dancing at a festival ending we're back to the original getting on a bus and going to the beach ending 
I don't know if that's significant in literally any way, but I just noticed it and it was weird. And that's the Man, episode. I have no idea. But yeah, that's the episode. Now, normally, of course. Yeah, normally we would say, but it's not the end of our episode, and we would add a new monster to the Creature Royale. But for the second week in a row, um, there's not a monster of the week. Or rather, the monster of the week is Gyrail, but we can't rate him yet because yeah. he's still alive. And that's just not the... That would break our rule, frankly. Um, we If he dies next week, we might rank him then. But normally, we wait till the end of the season to rank the lieutenants. So, we'll have to see about that. We'll make a, we'll make a game time decision. Well, yeah, I was going to say, we'll sort it out later. So, that being the case, uh, that is the end of our episode. That's going to do it for another episode of The Spy Who Loved Mega Ranger. Before we finish up here, I'd like to remind you all that you can email the show at supersentaibrothers at gmail.com. If you want to get any updates on future episodes or check out what we are talking about on Twitter, we are at supersentaibros. If you like the show, please remember that shining in the iTunes review section, there are five stars. If you want to give us a rating on there, that would be very nice of you. We would appreciate that. If you don't want to do it, honestly, can I be honest? If you don't want to give us a rating on iTunes, that's fine, too. It's cool. We're just, we're just happy it's, that you're listening. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, the, the very low stakes on here. I don't need a rating. But if you want to, that would just be a nice gesture. It would be cool. It would be cool. But you don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what you really should do? Is you should check out all the other great Retrograde Orbit Radio shows. Because, of course, the Super Sentai Brothers are a production of Retrograde Orbit Radio. And all of the other shows on the network can be found at RetrogradeOrbitRadio.com. Once again, we are the Super Sentai Brothers. I'm Matt. I'm Dave. And we'll see you next week for the greatest show on Earth. Mega, mega, mega.